It's a Finance Friday. Good morning. Happy Friday. As uh, It's that time of the week, my friend. Lindsey Crosby with Mid-South Bank. What's our topic this week? So we've heard a lot about the terrible weather we've been having across the country. You know, Texas is out of power and things like that. And sure. so I wanted to talk a little bit about, like, the history of, like, energy and energy pricing and how it works. And then because it's a personal finance segment, I then want to talk about some things you can do when it comes to your own energy bill and reducing that. Okay. But first, let's just kind of set up a little bit on, like, how energy works in our country and how this is set up. So in the beginning, there was monopoly utilities, like turn of the 20th century, okay? And the, the ideal was, uh, the goal was to electrify America. So the, the deal, the social contract, if you will, was in a given region, we're going to give a single entity monopoly control over electricity uh, from generation all the way to delivery. We call that full, uh, full integration. They're fully integrated. Uh, they would not make money from the sale of electricity because if you remember, if you are the, if you have a monopoly, you can set whatever price you want. People have to pay it. It's not really fair. Right. So we set it up where you would sell electricity at cost and then uh, the profits for this single entity, the incentives to do all the work would come from building electrical infrastructure. Okay. So building power plants power lines and everything we need to give every person in that region access to power. And then these utilities were given a guaranteed rate of return on the investments in the infrastructure. So they're, they're guaranteed profits. And in exchange, they agreed to provide universal access to reliable, low-cost power and to answer to the state regulators. Um, the regulators usually set the power rates and determine what that rate of return was. Uh, those regulators are public utility commissions. In Alabama, it's the Public Service Commission. Okay. So uh, we saw, like, in the 80s and 90s, this kind of changed in a lot of places. And if you are old enough to remember in the 70s and the 80s, we had issues with access to oil and we had, you know, brownouts and things like that. And so in the 80s and 90s, a lot of markets restructured and they separated who did the energy generation, so building and operating power plants, right. from who distributed energy to everybody else. So generation companies would build power plants and sell their power in competitive markets. You know, whoever can, you know, if you had the lowest price, people would buy your energy. And then distribution companies would buy power from those markets and deliver it to customers. And uh, most of the country works like that. That's how most of the country gets their energy is somebody makes it, somebody else get, gets it to you. Mm -hmm. They work with each other. Uh, the South is a bit different. We still kind of have that fully integrated utility monopoly. Uh, Florida Power and Light, Alabama Power, Duke Energy. Um, so each of the, one of those utilities uh, builds its own power plants, builds its own transmission infrastructure, maintain its own reserves separate from what other states have, and then they're regulated by their public service commission or public utility commission. And interesting side note, if you were to, like a, a study done recently by the U.S. Energy Information Administration says that if you were to add market competition into some of these states, you'd cut energy prices by about 25% and you'd create about 385,000 jobs. Interesting side note. Uh, it really benefits everybody except for the people who um, own the power company. And so right. that's probably not ever going to happen. But uh, just a little side note there. 
Now, we've heard a lot about Texas not having power right now. And Texas is really an interesting situation because Texas is its own separate power grid. Like, literally, there's the eastern United States power grid. There's the western United States power grid. And there's Texas. Right. They're completely separate. Well, and, they always want to be their own country. So Yeah, like Texas always yeah. wants to do. Everything's bigger than Texas, including power grids. our desire to have our own yeah. our own power grid. Right. And um, the reason that Texas doesn't have power right now kind of comes down to two specific issues. And if you've listened to the show a lot, you've heard me talk about these two concepts a lot. So the first issue is a spike in demand for power. And demand is specifically like the amount of power needed to supply every device running at a specific point in time. So um, this is like your dishwasher is about one and a half kilowatts. Your dryer is about five. And so if you have the, only those two things running in your house, you're at six and a half kilowatts. That's your demand. So Texas is set up to supply the highest possible amount of energy to meet the highest demand in the summer because Texas is hot. Texas feels running. like the surface of the sun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the summer demand is around 125,000 megawatts, and a megawatt is a million watts. Okay. So this is a lot of energy. Um, the winter is milder in Texas, and so they projected this year they would need access to about 58,000 megawatts at peak demand, which is the point of the day, the point of the season when you have the most demand in the system, right? They actually had a, a, a need for about 69,000 megawatts. Nice. So a lot higher. Right. Uh, and just outside of any sort of 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 demand they've ever seen before. This is a record. And the other issue, so we had a spike in demand. The second issue is a drop in supply. We talk about supply and demand. I feel like everything Basic on the show economics. always comes back to supply and demand. Yeah, so during the, uh, during the winter is when Texas schedules a lot of their downtime and maintenance for their power plants because the demand in the summer is where, is, is where the highest demand is. So they scheduled some downtime, scheduled some maintenance on some power plants, and then they had some unexpected outages. So Texas projected that they would lose about 8,600 megawatts in production capacity. Okay, They actually lost 34,000. And that's because they had a big issue with natural gas pipelines. Mm -hmm. It got so cold that natural gas pipelines had ice in them. Uh, the cold ruined some of the pumps. They just couldn't get natural gas to the power plants to generate power. And then to make it worse, a lot of Texas's natural gas is already... Um, designated to go towards heating of homes. So during the the winter, they cut back on the amount of uh, solar and wind they count on, and they adjust the mix of power to use more natural gas and more coal. Texas is the number one producer of natural gas in the country, of solar and wind power, and of coal. And of oil, actually, I think, too, like all four. Yeah. And so they they adjusted the mix for the season based on what they thought they would need, and they lost a lot more capacity than they expected. So that's why Texas didn't doesn't have enough power to meet the demand right now and why the power's out in Texas. Now, how are they going to fix it? I don't really know. Right. But you know what's cool? We don't live in Texas. True. Not our concern. But I, a lot of people do. A lot of people do. My mother is there. She still has power. Very excited about that. But I'm curious to see how they're going to fix that. But when we come back... 
I'm going to talk about how power in Alabama works and how you can save a little bit of money on your power bill. Yeah, and he's kind of a big deal when it comes to saving money on his power bill. So listen uh, listen to why in just a moment. Right here on Finance Friday, this is Auburn Opelika this morning. It's a Finance Friday here on Auburn Opelika this morning. Lindsey Crosby with Mid-South Bank kind of giving us uh, the lowdown on power grids. Power what? grids and energy and energy pricing. Yeah. And then how to save money on your power bill. Okay. Where are we going next? Okay. So let's talk about Alabama. Um, the U.S. Energy Information Administration, uh, it's been a great resource uh, just kind of going through for me when I was doing this research. You know, I'm big on doing the doing the prep work for this thing. Sure. Uh, it, was, it was only about 37 hours of work this week. It wasn't a full 45 like last week. So well, that's not bad. You know, I cut back a little bit. Well, I asked you to do a history lecture last week. Yeah. So, yeah. so the national average per kilowatt hour, which is 1,000 watts for one hour of energy, the national average is about 13.3 cents. So you run your dishwasher, your dishwasher is about one and a half kilowatt hours, it's 20 cents to run your dishwasher. Like nothing you do in your house is free. Mm-hmm. Everything costs a little bit. So kind of give you some perspective, dishwasher is about 20 cents. Uh, in Alabama, it's a little bit cheaper for power. It's about 13 cents per kilowatt hour for a residential home. Right. There's different prices for commercial and there's different prices for industrial. You know, um, but... Residential, we're about 13 cents per kilowatt hour. So we have we have lower than average prices, um, but we have some of the highest energy usage per capita. And I think part of that is because Alabama is just hot and humid, and we run our ACs a lot in the summer. Sure. And when you look at the pricing for power, it kind of reflects where we use it. I mentioned Texas had its highest demand in the summer. Alabama's the same way. We have our highest demand in the summer. Sure. And so when you're looking at how power is charged, how you pay for power in Alabama, you have a couple options. The default pricing from Alabama Power is you pay a flat fee to be connected to the grid. Okay, That doesn't change for anybody. And then they charge you a different price per kilowatt hour uh, once you hit a certain amount of usage in the month. So an average home uses 880 to 900 kilowatt hours a month. Alabama Power says your first 750 kilowatt hours, we're going to charge you 10 cents per kilowatt hour. Uh-huh. And then once you get over 750, and this is in the winter, when you get over 750, it's a little bit cheaper because you're you're buying more power. In the summer, all of that goes up significantly because that's where more demand is used. And so if you want to save money on your power bill, there's a few there's a few different options you can do. One is changing your usage, and two is being more efficient with your usage. Mm -hmm. So if you want to change your usage, Alabama Power has an option called a time advantage plan. And what they do is they give you a significant discount in the rate you pay for power if you do it outside of the peak times when demand is highest. So in in winter, which they define as November through March, the peak demand for power is 5 to 9 a.m. And if you think about it, your house has gotten cold over the night. People are waking up. Nobody wants to wake up to a cold house. And so you're, you you set your AC to kick on in the morning as you're getting up to warm the house up. Right. So peak demand is 5 to 9 a.m. A lot and of people making coffee. A lot of people making coffee in the morning. A lot of people are taking taking showers. they got to, you know. Got to heat the water. Got to yeah. run the water heater to refill that water, all that. So, um. Power gets a couple cents per kilowatt hour cheaper if you're on this this time plan 
outside of that 5 to 9 a.m. window. So you're so right there, you can be more efficient with when you use power by adjusting when you do things like run your dishwasher, uh, how your you know, how your hot water heater goes, and all of that by doing it outside of that 5 to 9 a.m. window. In the summer, which they define as June through September, that peak time is 1 to 7 p.m. You're getting home from school, you're getting home from work, your house is hot, so you, you cut the AC cuts on to cool things off for you, to, to make the house livable, you're making dinner, you're running the oven, all that kind of stuff. That's the peak time for power in the summer. Right. And so that is where you see the highest price. I mentioned the average price here is about 13 cents per kilowatt hour. From 1 to 7 p.m., June through September, it's 23 cents per kilowatt hour because that's when most of the demand happens in our state. So to save some money, there's some things you can do as far as shifting your usage of power outside of that 1 to 7 p.m. window. You know, you can only pay 8 cents per kilowatt hour if you preheat your if you precool your house at like noon and then run fans in the evening or wait to start your dishwasher or your dryer or your washing machine until after 7 p.m. But shifting your usage out of that peak time into the 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 non-peak hours can save you significant money on your bill. Right. And then the other option to save money is going to be energy efficiency in your home. Uh, I like to joke around about my family leaving all the lights on in my house, um, but I have smart bulbs now, and I can just turn them all off from anywhere in the house. I had an energy audit done. So the power company came out to my house, and it's really cool. They bring uh, infrared cameras. They bring all kind of different sensors, and they measure to see how like how how efficiently your your air conditioner runs does your ductwork leak is there leaks around your windows around your doors where air is getting out uh, your appliances are they energy efficient and I got a gold energy star very proud of that that's the most Lindsey Crosby thing I've ever heard it was he the guy the, the guy from the power company actually told me he's like you have one of the more energy efficient houses I've ever audited wow and it was about uh, he said he'd been doing it for about eight years. And so, badge of honor for me. So our power bill stays rather low. The average uh, person in Alabama pays about $140 a month for power. My power bill is usually less than $100. Wow. Um, and I keep, I keep pretty normal temperatures in the house like everybody else does, but we just use it more efficiently. So whether it's weather, new weather stripping around a door, sealing around windows, making sure your duct work doesn't have any, any leaks or gaps in the, the duct tape to make sure that everything stays in the duct and you're not venting your attic, whether you have proper insulation. There's a lot of small things you can do just to make sure that that you're, the energy you are using is being done in the most efficient manner possible. What's going on at Mid-South Bank these days? We have been uh, going hard and heavy on PPP loans. Uh, we have a lot of people who have needed that financial assistance, and I'm, I've been very grateful and glad that I can help a lot of businesses get that funding they need to, to make it through, hopefully, till we can get these vaccines distributed. Um, and then, obviously, we have a lot of, of lending of availability, a lot of capacity to lend. So if you're looking to, to purchase property, build a house, uh, you know, work on a, on a professional development, give me a call, 334-521-6009, or come see me at Mid-South Bank. That's another Finance Friday in the books. Your uh, local news coming up next.